Hey, big love fam. Welcome to Super Freak. This is a high vibe podcast, y'all, exploring all things frequencies, how they govern form, shape our realities, and are the key to living from your full potential. It's non-woo combos about super woo shit, unpacking what I call the science of self, from body and soul literacy to the power of understanding vibration, higher consciousness, quantum physics, and spiritual psych. Let this podcast become a resource for you on your journey to self-mastery. If you're curious and ready to free your mind, unlock the body, and truly become limitless, then you're in the right place. I'm your host, Tally. This is Super Freak, awakening for the next gen. Let's go. All right, everybody, welcome to this week's episode of Super Freak. I'm going to continue with the co-hosting with Neha Oberoi. This week, we're going to talk about babies and spirit babies and the nudge to have babies and what that actually looks like and what it means, because this is coming off of a conversation. You actually asked me some questions in our WhatsApp chat because we talk every day about stuff. And if y'all are not asking me questions in Telegram, I don't know why you are sleeping on that platform because I will fucking answer them. So do not be shy. (laughs) Like, Take advantage of me in a way. I will not always be this available. I promise you like Don't be afraid to ask me questions, but Neha, please, let's just jump right into it. Let's get into babies, the babies of it all. Okay. So firstly, yes, ask Tally all your questions. Cause honestly, I feel like I'm always bugging her with my questions and I feel so much better afterwards. And I have like a direction to go in. So ask Tally your questions while you can. Firstly, secondly, so yeah, how this conversation started, I had a really random dream about (laughs) Tally being pregnant. Okay. We were like, we've never actually met in person, but we were in the same room together and she was telling me she was pregnant and (laughs) I just messaged her about it. But yeah, it just led us down this like really interesting conversation about spirit babies and how babies come into form. And I guess I'd love to know more about it in terms of how does it happen? How does a baby choose you? I guess that's a good question to start with. That's a great question. And so for the record, like I have seen myself pregnant many, many times in dreams. I have had very intense meditations where I have been pregnant with twins and they were hybrid alien babies. And I've been pregnant with Jesus before. It's been all kinds of things. And so let me tell you the meaning of that it just means that there's a probability timelines of motherhood being a part of my reality and what that actually looks like. If I want that, okay. If I want to choose that. And so these twin babies that have been around me for a long time, I just was like, yes, no. So thanks. Right. (laughs) Yeah, but no. And they were, I would ask them, why do you want to come in through me? And they loved the technology, the being of the technology that I am, because I am a hybrid being. Okay. And what I mean by that is not all the way human. I recognize that about myself and I keep continuing to merge through higher aspects of myself and meaning I become more congruent and then I transcend the version of myself that's running. So all of my guides are just ultimately versions of me in other timelines and other dimensions based on the being that I am. It's not like that for other people. Sometimes they have very different guides, things like that, but literally my entire council or my guides, it's literally one voice. It's me represented in very variations of other dimensions. So these little twins wanted to come in for the technology and they wanted to experience the spectrum of human emotion because higher dimensions, higher frequencies really don't understand emotion. It's very unique to humans. We need to have those things in order to 
recognize our patterns and then transcend them. That's what the emotional body and the emotional system is. It holds information. It holds all these codes and we need to have them because that's how we navigate our environments. It's part of our design. The Jesus thing of it all is the connection to the Christ consciousness. And when I look at babies who are really meant to be spiritual leaders, typically they're a 33 life path. They're very spiritual in nature. A lot of them come through beings who have been through a lot of strife. Sometimes it comes through a lot of poverty beings or beings that have, are in these types of areas, South America, India, Middle East, this kind of where there's just been a lot of conflict. They will come in as a beacon of peace. They'll come in as a beacon of peace and they will come in to usher in this next consciousness generation, essentially. Jesus, the being, okay, Yeshua, that being wouldn't choose to incarnate again because he kind of already done been that. Being that level of brilliance wouldn't choose to incarnate. It would just be too brilliant, right? You couldn't even hold that level of light. In order to come in to this level of density, not even possible. When earth is resonating at a 5D frequency, I absolutely can see a lot of little Jesus babies. So what I mean by that is that spark of the divine. A lot of women are coming in and having the spark of the divine in their children, very ascended beings, very new consciousness level babies, and they don't have a lot of karma. So they don't have karma records. They come in karma neutral and they're very awakened and they're very brilliant. And you're starting to see some of these kids already that have crazy abilities, like so many abilities, like the scanning at frequency level, the synesthesia, the being able to pick up languages so fast, this kind of thing, just very in tune little children. So when I ask these little beings, what do they want to learn? And then why they chose me and basically how can I help them? I would work on helping them. Like in sessions, I would bring in the twins and say, this is how the emotional body works. Just so you can understand what this is. Like you don't necessarily have to come into form through me, but start to learn and scan the codes around the emotional body. So I'd bring them in and they would just, oh, so fascinated. They're so grateful, so excited. So it was almost like a nurturing element of helping them to learn that. And then in exchange, I would get that experience of being a guide, a guardian of this information in a way, that nurturing expression that they would ask me, you know, we're here to help you learn how to soften and open your heart and all this other stuff. So then they would work on me and then I would get that softening. So we'd have this beautiful exchange, just at spirit level. And a lot of times this will happen through dreams. And then with the Jesus of it all, a lot of it was about spiritual mastery. So helping me with new information, new light codes, things like that. A lot of people feel like I can feel a baby, one baby, right? In my bones. I could feel it in my bones. And it's fantastic. I love that you can feel that desire to be a mother is really strong with women. And I've worked and seen, especially in recovery, a lot of women who wanted to have a baby so desperately with their new husband. Let's say they had a relationship before they got sober that didn't work out and they had kids and they really wanted to give motherhood and the experience of the pregnancy another shot, right? Now with a sober mind, with a more, more connection to their body and what that would actually look like. And they wanted a partner. They finally got this partner, they've been in all this work, and now they want to experience motherhood with a clear conscious, right? A clear mind. Well, the mind is a very powerful creator. We will think we want to experience the, the motherhood of it all, bringing in, being a conduit for, for life, for life form, because inevitably we want to know what it, we want to try motherhood with a different lens, which is fantastic. However, 
underneath there, there's a lot of this unresolved stuff still of wanting to give their husband a baby just to have control or be connected forever. Or there sometimes isn't the most best intention. Usually it's a lot of control under there and a lot of fear, or they're trying to recreate the family unit they didn't have as when they were younger. So everything essentially is a reincarnation of our childhood. We will manifest that in our relationships. We'll manifest that in our partners. So babies assigned to you on a, with a couple of different ways. Most of us are unawakened until we awaken. And then we get, we get more option. So you will choose your parents based on genetics, biology, and the patterns that you came here to override. And that is all happening so fast in such a succinct and level of precision that is unfathomable to our minds. And at the time where your, your time is up, right? You're a little being, you're a baby. You've decided that you want to come back in and you're awakened and you make all these new agreements and these new decisions. And you have a, a small gene pool that you get to pull from because your level of awakening in this reality determines the level of awakening and your options for your next incarnation until you awaken. That's kind of how it works. If you're at a level four, you're going to get to choose from like a level four or below in the next time. It's not like you get to, you ping up to a level seven and you get all these more options at your level of density. Not how it works. As above, so below. That's another way that works. Awakening gives you more options. So let's say at the time that you decide that you want to have a baby, you're coming together with your partner at that point of conception, let's say you have three or four or five little beings, light beings around you all chosen you because you are a genetic, right? You match the genetics they're looking for, the biology, the gender, the time, the area, the location, and the patterns that they want to override. You're more of a genetic match for them. So they sign up for all of that at that time. At the exact time, let's say your partner gets home five minutes later, (laughs) right? Three of those options just went... Nope, not, not available now. So it's, it really is a matter of timing. It's a timing thing. You have this special connection with a being and that being is the only option for you, period. And you have to make it work. See that a lot with the IVFs of it all. And I was like, y'all, it is not that serious. <laughs> you can reassign babies. You can say, thank you so much. I honor you with love. It's a no from me, but you can stay around and be a guide, or I can send you off to a different dimensional order and you can choose another vessel, you can choose another one to come through. We are the creators of our reality. We have a lot of choice. I have reassigned these multiple little beings that have come to me (laughs) many times. And it's always a beautiful exchange. Why did you want me? What can I help you with? Ding, ding, back and forth. And then on they go. Because as you continue to awaken and grow, your frequency and energy will rise. You will absolutely attract a different type of kiddo, right? A different type of being, a different type of energy, something that's less dense. If I'm only resonating at a level four, the options of the beings that I have are going to be right in this bandwidth. If I am operating at a level 15, this is a very different set of dynamics. I could have wiped out a a program in my subconscious mind that a a child will come in. Like imagine you just wipe out lack. That kid isn't going to recognize lack. It was going to recognize like completion and love. And like, that's that's a totally different little being to steward in the world. So it gets really, really fun like way different 
when you really understand that you're architecting your, your reality for real, for real. And that's why I was like, don't give up on yourself. Don't give up on the self-mastery path or the awakening path. And don't give up on the curiosity because it just gets better. We have just been so dumbed down as a collective that we have to work so hard just to get to zero, right? Just to find that zero point of harmony. That's why I've waited so long. So motherhood possibility for me, absolutely. If I want that, it's it's an option. It's not like it's destined, right? Nothing is predetermined. Not a single baby is predetermined. And motherhood looks really different. It could be that I like step right into a partnership dynamic where there's already an instant family. Although I, my knowingness is like, that's will not happen, but we'll see. So can you talk to your future baby? Like, could you somehow connect with them and have a conversation with them? Yeah. So sometimes, for example, if we were going to do like a session connecting with a session, connecting you with a possibility of a spirit baby, you would connect with the energy. You would connect with the aligned, the highest timeline for the highest possible outcome. And you would connect with the energy of that, of that baby. And then usually in that, let's say for lack of a better word, that energetic ceremony, there would be an internal resonance that I would want you to feel. I want you to feel what the resonance of that energy feels like and see if you like it. It might be that that baby feels intense, that you may not, I was like, that baby feels like a lot. You're like, nah, nah, that's not for me. Mazel. Thank you, baby. I remember when I was first getting connected with like other guides, when I first, first started learning, like how I was seeing stuff, I would aligned with certain teachers and I was like, Ooh, I don't like this one. I don't like this energy (laughs) too strict. I needed way more love. I needed more nurturing. I needed more love. Now my highest is like, she cuts right to the point. I was like, thank you, God, because I'm the type who seeks clarity over comfort later. I just need to know what the truth is, what the bottom line is. I can handle my emotions. And then when I need a little bit more love, she's right there. She's just ding. I asked for that. You feel the energy of these light, of the light beings. And then we make the connection and then, you know, that merging happens. And it's just a matter of time before the physicality comes into form, comes into play. So you can talk to the energy and start connecting with the energy of that baby. And a lot of times it's not gendered and maybe that hasn't been decided. And you can absolutely connect with a couple of them. And then whoever decides to land first, that happens, which I see a lot with twins. Sometimes there'll be a twin, twins or multiple babies that will kind of argue (laughs) about who wants to come in first. And there'll be all these different agreements that are made. And that's for them to decide because you're just the vessel for the creation and you'll hold, you, you have an agreement that you're going to hold the container for that. And then you make certain agreements. This baby is going to need a calm environment. This baby is going to need a relocation. This baby is going to need this type of, you know, anti-acidic foods. Each being will have a different level of requirement and the baby will start working on you. Like it will start actually helping the body prepare. So that was something that I actually learned from the dream with the Yeshua. So the high vibrational being, the really just the Buddha level beings that are like that path, that high holy path, right? The 33 life path number, the healers, the world teachers, this kind of thing. I was like, I had no idea that babies can come in and start working on you. And even if the baby doesn't stay, 
chooses to come in and then the miscarry happens. Women get really emotional about that. But I was like, you have to understand that this baby just came in, took all of this pattern from you and took it with you, with him, her out the door, right? Came in, took a bunch of patterns. Yep. From you prepared you for your next one perfectly and opted to come in, awaken just enough to have its, its lesson and then leave. It's always divinely okay. It is. It's not the right time for you or it's not the right time for that baby, but it comes in, works on you, takes patterns and then leave. It's a birth death cycle still in a short period of time. So I know miscarriages can feel really, really heavy and emotionally really like it's a lot, right? Because the body has to go through a lot and understand that is also a blessing (laughs) because like that baby could come back in real fast or it could send another one to come in to be a better match. Maybe you lined with two or three of them. One comes in to agree to get the body ready. And then the next one comes in and that one becomes the being that stays. Beings don't enter the body until many weeks, months later, sometimes. Your biology starts to take over and then you kind of incubate a vessel. And then the energy and that soul comes in to start creating that connection with, but you're already connecting with it at spirit level. So it can become a totally different multidimensional experience. Most women aren't present to that we're focused so much on making sure that we get the nutrients that we need. And it's really, really important to understand that, but the spiritual prep is equally as important too. So yeah, so the baby can absolutely work on you in advance to prepare you for what it needs. Like how much my body has been worked on to meet my partner is crazy. I've had to delete the fatigue, the hormone, the energy coming in. It's a lot. And I'm like, oh, okay. Well, whatever's coming in is I'm in surrender to that. So I ultimately want to be the best version that I can be. I want to optimize. Babies can work on you. You can connect with them. You can connect with them in a different way. And then intuitively, they amplify your intuition because they need you to be in a heightened state. You really, your intuition arises anyways when you are starting to create your energy changes, forces you to be more in the multidimensional space that conduit between the worlds, which is utterly feminine. So imagine women who get pregnant, they're usually working crazy hours, running all this masculine energy, running their bodies hard and not really a whole lot. Like they're not in tune. They only get six weeks leave in the States. They get no time off. It's crazy. I was like, if you only knew (laughs) what these little kidder, like these little critters are, spirit level, my goodness, you'd opt for potentially something else. So yeah, it's fascinating stuff. Yeah. What about adoption and IVF? I was actually asked about adoption. Did you ask me about adoption? I don't know who I was asked. Oh, it was so funny. I literally spoke to somebody else about this because I work with a lot of children who were adopted. And there's that deep abandonment wound, that not really understanding how to have collection and collaboration and really understanding how to have themselves. And they can run abandonment frequencies even in a nuclear family unit. So typically this is what I've seen is the adopted child will choose the biological parent based on the timing genetics. They'll just go down that slide because it's time. And the pattern match. So the divine timing, the genetic pool, the location, there was enough of the things that they wanted at the time. Like, let's say it was like a seven or a six out of 10. 
Okay. And they accepted it. The soul was like, yeah, that's fine. It's all good. I know that I'm going to go from A to B. There's going to be a small transition here, but it's going to, it's going to help me override this core patterning of feeling abandoned. I really want to know what it's like to have myself and I'm going to do it in this lifetime. So they're going to, everything's going to tee up perfectly for that soul to be able to override abandonment of self, not feeling a part of, etc. Inevitably, the biological family for the genetics, the timing and the patterns, those core patterns will end up being a match, almost identical match to the adopted parents or they'll be adopted. It'll be very, very similar core wounding. Let's say a child comes from a cult, okay, was born into a cult, biological mother has mental instability issues, there's alcoholism, addiction, things like this. The family that ends up adopting them will down the road. And by the way, that core patterning is sacrifice, self-sacrifice, martyr frequency, addiction, abuse, and victim. Chances are the, the adoptee parents will have a connection, a match, an energetic frequency, complementary frequency to victim abuse, addiction, abandonment, or sacrifice. It just may show up differently. Okay. It may show up differently, but the bottom line, it ends up being a match. And so that's what I find really fascinating. As I was like, holy shit, this is so crazy. It's kind of like finding an adapter. You find an adapter to a headphone and you get a headphone that's not iPhone, whatever. It's a copy of an iPhone, but you find an adapter and you make it work. All you want to do is hear. That's it. The wanting to hear is the pattern. How you hear is where the variables come in. So it actually funnels to a simple bottom line, but we don't really look at it like that because we're too wrapped up in the emotional body to notice the difference, but it ends up being really wild. The child knows, the soul knows what's up. (laughs) They know they've chosen it. They're like, yes, it's fine. I know, but also I want a couple of other things. So yes, I'm fine to actually front load a lot of my lessons, but by the time I reach this, Provided that I stay on this trajectory, I want these gifts, these gifts, and these gifts. So we have a lot of choice in the matter, but we have a lot of choice in the matter within the level of awakening that we are when we drop the body from the former incarnation. So it's all predicated on how awakened you are for real. That's why I was like, it's like spiritual Pokemon. If you, let's say in a former life, okay, you were resonating at a three. 3.7 or 30,000 oscillations per second, if you want to get very specific. But essentially, you're oscillating at kind of a lower density. And that lower density gave you the availability or the options or the possibilities of like not great poverty, abuse, these kinds of things. And you just never got through a lot of those patterns. You got through like some of them, you were able to transcend some of them. And so let's say now you're at a 389. And so when you drop the body, you learn some lessons, you clean up some karma at spirit level, and now you got a boost. And now you're like at a 4.2. Your availability, what's available to you now is that entire bandwidth of four to five. That's a big difference between two to three in terms of options. Just imagine a pass to go to a concert. The more access you have, the faster you get around the easier it is, the closer you are to the stage, the better the sound, the better the view, the less crowds, the more convenience. It's kind of like that. 
That's literally how being awakened works. The more awakened you are, the more options you have, the more awakened you are, the more brighter beings want to align with you and experience earth form with you as a guide because you're more congruent. The more awakened you are, the more congruent you are, the less dense you are. That's the bottom line. So whether or not you understand the mechanics of the 3.2 and the five, whatever, and I'm giving you all those examples, doesn't matter. It's just really, truly about choice. You want to break free from the mental illusion and the construct of what this reality is. Beings that come into form want to learn and transcend. That's it. Your role and your job is to transcend these things. With IVF, my only ish with this is that there's probably a reason why the body is rejecting the idea of pregnancy beyond biology. Oh, there's just, by the time you hit 40, the eggs go into retirement. I was like, this is not all the way true. That's what you've been told. You can override anything. If the body is rejecting it, there's probably a reason why. You have to look into the lineage. Anytime I see anything with IVF, there is a mother wound, a father wound. There has been a line where, let's say a simultaneous, a simultaneous lifetime or multiple lifetimes where there has been loss of child. And that loss of child was so devastating that you will do anything to have to get pregnant because that pregnancy for you is how you know that you're in time, right? It'll keep you in time. It'll keep you, give you something protect to protect and somehow recreate your own wounding with, and then heal. People are looking to heal through their children and that's where it gets really distorted. So they kind of play Frankenstein with their pregnancy. They push it, they force it, it's a control pattern. And I was like, what if you just worked at spirit level and started amplifying and working on the body and overriding patterns? I mean, I have seen crazy things happen with the frequency where people come out of menopause, women come out of menopause, get pregnant, men who have had SNP, who have been snipped and been able to produce children. I was like, when I tell you it's at frequency level, everything's at spirit level. It really, really, really is. Yes, there's a biological component to all of this, but there is, it is ones and zeros. It is patterns, period. And I feel like IVF works for some people. It really does. But every time I have talked to an IVF, like I have IVF babies, I love them. The version of them that had that IVF baby at the time typically wasn't an easy pregnancy, right? It was a forced, there was something forced. And they weren't all the way awakened. There's a reason why they want that. Go for it, ladies. Do your thing. Have your children. Love all, all good. But let's do some work to get down to the reason for real, for real of why this child now with the partner you have now. What do you think the resistance is? Because there's a lot of people who have problems holding babies after multiple IVFs. I've also known people who did IVF, but they really prepped the body in advance. And it was a beautifully spiritual experience where she was like, oh my God, I literally saw the spark. So you will see a spark of creation during the IVF process at times. You may see that spark and I'm like, this is exactly how it happens. But that being may not go into the body until months or weeks later. So there's a lot of ways to have babies. It doesn't have to necessarily come through you. Surrogate, adoption. Motherhood in general is a steward of a, a soul that wants to experience the spectrum of being human. Yeah. So does surrogacy work in the same way then as adoption? Not necessarily. Not from what I've seen. Surrogacy ends up being like a, it's almost like a borrowed, I mean, it's really technically what it is. It's like a, It's almost like a borrowed consciousness in a way, but it's like a borrowed fishbowl. It's kind of like uh, an energetic babysit babysitting. What 
I would do with the surrogacy is I, I would have to go in with the highest selves, but I would probably create a consciousness coding a different holographic plasma structure around the surrogate's uterus. So it has the imprint of the biological mother. The baby is getting familiar with the biological imprinting and not the imprint of the surrogate. Either way, the child knows what's going on, right? The soul knows what's going on, but there's actually a way to streamline that. So when, let's say, Courtney gets the surrogate, right, gets the baby, the baby is going to have to do a lot of scanning to pick up on the frequencies of Courtney and Travis in that environment. Like there's going to be almost a new, a pre-download, more scanning, more downloads, but the genetics are still the same. You're still getting the genetic imprint, but there's a way to actually protect the uterus. At least this is what I'm being shown right now is there's this kind of crazy multidimensional structure that would be put around the uterus that would start informing the baby of where it's going after. So the baby doesn't really care, right? How it comes into form. It's cool with that. It knows that it wants to be assigned with these two and wants to learn lessons in this environment. Again, it comes down to timing, agreement, availability. Maybe the availability at that time was this person who could house the borrowed uterus, if you will. They could house that, the growth, the creation process, and then get raised by the biological. It's not kind of same, same. It's a little different, a little more nuanced. I said, I haven't done that before, but I just, it just came in. It just showed me specifically. It was absolutely can be done. This is what you'd want to do. And this is a situation. I was like, oh, cool. So the biggest thing in order to, as like, if you're someone who's trying to get pregnant or you want to connect with your baby is to work on your emotional body first, your own emotional body. Yeah. It would always come down to motives, right? Think of yourself as auditioning, okay, to be the best possible parent that you could be. I would ask, okay, how congruent are you? How resolved are you within your own polarities? You want to be able to reconcile your own polarity. You want to check your emotional regulation systems and nervous systems. How neutral are you? How calm is your nervous system? Are you in a financial place to be able to, you know, bring a baby into the planet? Are you in an emotionally intelligent place to be able to steward a child? Do you have the nervous system regulation to be able to steward a child? And then you definitely want to work on your core patterns to the best of your ability. There will be a feeling and a knowing. Most of the time, there's an excitement and a little anxiety around being a parent. There's this assignment, we're going to have a baby, probably because you feel like you need to, or because it's the right time and you don't want to feel like you're running out of time, right? So there's usually a time component with mothers who want to have children. They feel like they have to have it within a certain amount of time because they want to have, you know, back-to-back kids and then they want to get all their kids done in one time. And then they want to get snipped, call it a day. And then when you retire by this, you know, they want to raise all their kids and they want to be in their fifties by the time they retire. They want to have their last kid off to college. And it's all about timing, timing, timing. So if you actually abandon the timing and you focus on being the absolute best versions of yourself, how you choose to bring a baby into the world, will be wildly different, wildly different. And this goes down to the birth I mean, I've seen women have babies 15 years later and they have a natural birth. It's totally a spiritual experience. It's way, way, way different. Women are getting pregnant in their 50s, easily, no problem. And, you know, it just depends on your goals and what you want to achieve in your life. But most women feel pretty unfulfilled and they want to have it all. 
we've been conditioned to have it all. We want to work. We want to have the family. We want to have the baby. We want to do it all. We want to stay a size two by the time we're 40 and we're done. And we don't give ourselves any breaks and we don't really have the support that we need to facilitate all of that stuff. So reconcile your own polarities. Look at the patterning of why you want to bring a child into the world now. And do you feel like you are completely neutral, right? And solid within your own experience around your mother wound, father wound, you know, things like this. I would say if you're coming from daddy issues, wait. <laughs> if you're coming from mama, mama issues, wait, work on that stuff. Because a baby will amplify the hell out of you. It will amplify everything that you need to work on. And you can work on it in conjunction with these spirits in advance before bringing them into the body space. And I'm like super pro motherhood. It's like the biggest, biggest job ever, ever, ever. If you actually give yourself time to become the amplified version of yourself, the feminine, beautiful, loving energy, where you're just in deep love and reverence for yourself, first and foremost, then you're primed to be a conduit. You're primed. You're coming from like a whole lot of lack. You don't have self-esteem and you're in fear and you got anxiety. I'm just like, oh my God, just literally think again because you're just going to have a ball. That baby feels everything. These beings feel everything. And yes, they sign up for it. I get it. But you can walk down the street, you can go to the park and you can see women who are invested and present and women who are filling in the role. <laughs> they're phoning it in that day. It's hard. I mean, it's not easy. I'm not a mother. I can't really speak to and be the arbiter of anybody's like motherhood coach. You should have a baby or not. And I'm like, like I said, I think it's the hardest job in the entire world. But I'm like, man, an awakened mom is much better than an unawakened mom. Reconciling your emotional and mental body is critical. I would say work on that stuff work on and really learn and be around babies and get down to the causes and conditions and the reasons of why you want to have a child first. And when you're really clear on that and you're good and you're super neutral, you could have a baby or you could not have a baby. And if it happens, it happens. It doesn't, it doesn't. Then you're good. You're primed. It's not going to define you. It's not something you have to have. It's something you want to experience in this lifetime as an option. But just know there's a lot of other options out there. Same for me. It's why I reassigned the, you know, all these little beings and stuff. It's like, not right now, not right now. It's not time. It's just not time. <laughs> not yet. Not no, no. So like, wait, that would be my advice for now. I work with a lot of tired mamas, a tired mamas who have done it, who are doing it all work with a lot of high achieving, high performing women who are doing it all. And their nervous systems are shot. They're not really all the way in love with it, but they have to have a double earning income family to be able to afford all the things. And so a lot of lifestyle comes into it too. I think the happiest parents I've seen are the ones that are really just going with the flow and have simplified lives. They know they have an active and present and emotionally available father figure. Okay. They've got a very strong masculine and if you do not have a masculine that you respect, honor, and adore and have absolutely no questions about their ability to lead, I would also question because young little beings have to have a very strong masculine. And we are in a deficit of strong masculine and strong feminine. I will say that. I will leave you all with this. It's all beautiful and it's all learning. And we have a hell of a lot more choice 
than we think we do. Miss Neha, thank you, my dear. Do you have any final questions? No, I think that's it. That was an interesting chat. See you guys next week. Thanks so much for listening, you guys. Please make sure to leave a review and follow the fun on social media because that's how it works in this world. In the meantime, get your freak on. I'll see you in the next session. Oh,